Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Breakfast today is sponsored by David E. Sid, dedicated in honor of the Rabbanim. Breakfast is also sponsored by Joseph R. Safra, dedicated in honor of Rabbi Ariel Mizrahi and family. Breakfast is dedicated also in loving memory and Lilui Nishmat Sarah Bat Shalom, sponsored by her son Rabbi Ilan Galili. Okay, Rabutai, the Pasuk tells us these were the days of uh, Yaakov's life. And does anyone remember specifically the words of the Pasuk? Vayihi, anyone? The words of the Pasuk. Vayihi. Yaakov, okay. So we read in the beginning, we read about how he, how, how he lived. And then in the end, we find the, the, the transition when Yaakov is now going to pass away. And what's the Lashon over there? The days of his life, that's what the Pasuk says. And the days of his life were X amount of years. He calls to his son, to Yosef. Now the, the Mifarshim point out and the commentators ask, why is it that it says that these are the days of his life and it doesn't say these are the years of his life? It should tell us these are the years because it, it doesn't tell us how many days he lived. It tells us how many years. Simple question, very straightforward. And, and the, but, but we find So if you could say the years and then follow up with the years, that's more symmetrical. Why are you saying the days of the life? And Rabbeinu Bahayeh brings a very powerful story. And I don't know if he means it as a mashal or not. If he does, if he doesn't mean it as a mashal, if it's a true story, then it's even more impressive. He says there was a man who uh, was offered a chance, who was given an opportunity to move to a certain city in Spain, where they had a tremendous amount of, uh, uh, of, of opportunities for business. And the guy decided, look, you know, before I move to the city, I better find out if the city is, uh, you know, if it's, got, uh, if it's got certain things that I want, that I want for my life, for the development of, uh, what's it called? Uh, of my, uh, what's, of my uh, uh, family, of my, of my business, of my life dreams, of my life goals. So he goes to the city. Guy's a little bit of an interesting guy. Where's the first place he goes to visit? Cemetery. He goes to the cemetery in the, in the, in Spain, okay, in the city. He wants to see any families that he knows that uh, what's it called that uh, that uh, live in the city. He's looking. I don't know Mabare for uh, you know uh, towel the Gindi family you know from the generations back. Does he know? Does he have a you know could he, the Dweck family, Fari family? You know who, who's here? Who's who's you know who's who's this town made up of? What's going on here? And then he gets in the town, he's looking around, he notices some names that are familiar. He's a little bit relieved. Wow, okay, maybe uh, I'll have some connections here. Maybe there'll be people that I know. But then he notices something very strange. He notices that on the first grave, it says, this person, right, he lived nine years, six months, four hours. Very weird. But then he looks at the next grave, eight years, three months, ten hours. Next one... 12 years, he says, Shema Israel. everybody in this town must have been an epidemic. In fact, by the way, I was in Morocco and went to a, went to a Beta Kvarot, and unfortunately they had these, there was plagues that they had, and Marrakesh, they had the Beta Kvarot over there, and there's just huge amounts of burial places for children, because they were the ones that were the worst hit by these epidemics, okay? So the guy is looking, he checks every grave in the whole, the oldest person that he finds in the whole cemetery is 20 years old. 
he figures by the time he gets to the Jewish quarter, right, he's going to look, it's going to look like, uh, I don't know, like a day camp, right? That's how old everybody is when they pass away. Anyway, he gets to the town, and he sees, actually, there's a guy there, looks like he's 75, 80 years old. Another guy, he walks over to this man, he says, listen, you know, I don't know what your, your secret is, your mazal, but clearly you lived to be a very long, very old person. In this town, I see that everybody dies young. He says, what are you talking about? He says, that in the cemetery, I looked, there wasn't a single person that was older than 20 years old. Three months, two days, two hours. He says, no, you don't understand. He says, in this city, we have a different minhag. He says, what do you mean you have a different minhag? He says, every day, a person, he has a notebook with him. And he goes to work, and he spends an hour, you know, in the Beit HaKnesset in the morning. He writes down in his notebook one hour. In the class, someone comes to the office, they learn 30 minutes before they have, what's it called? Minha for another 20 minutes, he writes down 50 minutes. Then he gets home, he studies with his kids, he spends some time with his wife, he writes down two hours. At the end of his life, they take the notebook that the guy has, and they add up all the hours that he really lived, and that's what they write on his tombstone. So as I said to you earlier, I don't know if Rabbeinu Bahayeh is telling this to you as a story that's actually true or a mashal, if it's a real story, that's very impressive. But the Pasuk, Rabbeinu Bahaya explains, that's what the Pasuk is telling us. And Yaakov lived in Eretz Mitzrayim. This is how he lived. Ve'yikrevu yemei Yisrael lamut, ve'yikra lebenoi Yosef. And he calls to his son, to Yosef. Yemei Yisrael lamut, ve'yikra lebenoi Yosef. What does that mean? What is he calling to his son, to Yosef? Now he's, the, he's about to pass away. The Mefarshim explained, that this idea of choosing to be able to not count years, but to count days, to count hours, to count minutes, is a complete shift in perspective as to how a person understands what it means to live your best life. The, <clears throat> there's a, a magnificent idea that's expressed in Duresh Sion. He writes as follows, Hamid Sion Musaf, he writes like this. He says there's a guy who unfortunately, he uh, suddenly realizes he has a lot of troubles with, his, uh, with the government. He has to go be called in, they're, gonna, you know, they're calling him into court. The situation is dire. Uh, you know, the guy thinks definitely they're gonna throw the book at him. He doesn't know what to do. So he goes to, his, you know, to some of his friends, he sees them that, that night you know, when he finds out the terrible news. He says, look, this and this happened. You know, they say to him, well, what day is the court case? He says, uh, March uh, 3rd. They said, okay, well, keep our fingers crossed for you. He's like, you're going to keep your fingers crossed for me. That's what you're going to do? You know, he's thinking to himself, I had that when this guy's business was about to close, I gave him a loan. I helped him out. And now when I'm suffering, this is what he's going to do for me? He's going to cross his fingers? I don't need, I don't need your fingers. I don't need nothing. What is that, how's that going to help? Later on that day, he sees, you know, a couple of people, you know, second cousins, you know, etc. Et he invited them to his weddings. He invited them. He tells them about it. They say, oh, you know what, we'll... Uh, you know, let us know when the day is, you know, we'll, 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 give you a, we'll give you a drive, we'll lift you, we'll give you a lift to the courthouse. A lift to the courthouse, I have Uber, I don't need, the, I don't need friends for that. Until finally, after he goes through one person after the next, after the next, you know, everybody's doing, you know, nothing, they're underwhelming support. He finally bumps into, what's it called? He finally bumps into his best friend, the guy who his whole life, you know, they studied Torah together. They celebrated the family occasions together. You know, each one, the guy was there for him all the time. He says to him, I don't know what to do. This is the story. He's crying, tears. His friend says, listen. He says, what day is it? The guy's getting used to this already. He says, March 3rd. 
He's about to walk, walk out. The guy's going to give him some other useless, you know, I'm going to iron your shirt or something like this, you know? And, and he says to him, he says, give me all the papers that you have. Forward me all the emails. You know, on the day you're there, I'm going to be there for you 100%. I'm going to get you out of this. On the day his friend comes, he, you know, paints a picture, describes his friend in the most glowing terms, and he fights so hard in the courthouse that he eventually gets his friend off the hook. Rabbi Utai, the Pasuk tells us, uh, The days of Israel, you know, they were coming close to die. There's a lot of things that we have in our life that people could give us a little hand with. But there's one thing that almost nobody could help us with. When it's a person's time to go, no friend, no doctor, no technology, nothing's going to help. When your days are up, your days are up. Says the Pasuk, what's a person supposed to do when suddenly they're used to relying on people around them for help and they get to a situation where there's nobody who could help you anymore? Yisrael called to the son that he'd invested the most in. The one that he studied Torah with excessively. He, knew, he knows that the only person, when it comes to Shamaim, who's going to be able to help him in the heavenly court in the final, at the end of his days, is the ones that he really invested in, the ones that he studied Torah with. Other than that, no one else is going to help. Yabutai, sometimes it helps us when we learn a little bit about what it is that a person needs to do with their life and the way that they need to look at their life. The Mishnah and Avot teaches us that a person uh, is supposed to do Teshuvah one day before he dies. That's what the Rabbi Eliezer teaches. And all the Mepharshim say, what does that mean? You never know when you're going to die. And they answer, therefore you have to do Teshuvah every day. I think Rabbi Eliezer was not trying to be cute. You know what he was trying to say? He was trying to say that a person, because you don't know when something's coming, you have to live your life understanding that there's an element uh, an element of your life that you, that you cannot possibly know. Now, let me explain what I mean by that, because I think the explanation is, is, uh, is very delicate. If a person is making an investment, and they come to the guy and they say, look, you know, I see that the bones of the house, they're very good. I see that the floor, you know, is a, it's a nice handcrafted wood floor. I see that the guy has all this area outside. I see, he says, but look, he says, I don't know what the real estate market's going to do next year. The broker looks at the guy, the buyer, like he's crazy. He says, I don't need a Noah. He says, so, well, why would I invest in the house if I don't know what the real estate market is going to be like? He says, you, you took me through all of this only in order to tell me that you're not going to buy it unless I'm a Navi? He says, of course I don't know it. There are certain elements in every deal that are the parts of the deal that you don't know. Right? You don't know if next year this shirt that you're buying you know, to sell to Walmart is going to sell. You don't know. But what do you have to do? You have all the resources that you could look back to try and make a good decision with one thing, one element, which remains a mystery. Yaakov calls all of his children around. Bikesh, he, he wants to, what does he want to do when he calls his children around him? Legalot etaketz. He wants to tell them the end of time, when Mashiach is going to be here. Rabbi we do not know, nor will we ever know, when Mashiach is coming. Even if you got a text or a WhatsApp that a certain guy, Mikubal, said Mashiach is coming tomorrow, we do not know. Yaakov Avinu was unable to tell his children when Mashiach was coming. I, I would imagine that some random guy who had a very important grandfather in Israel probably still can't tell us when Mashiach is going to come. 
As my rabbi used to say all the time, those who say don't know, and those who know don't say. There's no way that we'll know the end of when Mashiach is going to come. And the reason for that is because we're supposed to have this element of mystery in the deal that we don't know so that we're operating with some, with some element which is unknown. But it is the unknown that should motivate us. I don't know if this is my last day, so how do I want to spend it? What do I want to say? How do I want to act? Is that clear? Shuv yom echad You know, do teshuvah one day before you pass. So as Yosef Yaakov's days are coming to an end, what does he do? Who's he going to call? He calls Yosef. Yosef, you were the one that I studied with all this time. You were the one that I, what's it called? That I, uh, that I invested in so heavily. And I think that the last line of Yosef, Yaakov to Yosef, is so powerful now that we understand that this is what he says to him. He calls him in and he says, please swear to me. What does he ask him? On a surface level, Yaakov is asking his son, please take my body, bury it in Eretz Israel. You know, let me, you know, let me lie with my forefathers. But Yaakov says, you were the chosen son. You're the son that is most similar to me. Please, he says, don't let me die and be buried in Egypt. He doesn't just mean his physical body. He means his whole life, all of his efforts were put into raising this son. If Yosef becomes swayed by Egyptian culture, he becomes someone who's not Jewish and proudly so, who's not living the ways of Torah, then Yaakov's legacy, where is it buried? It's buried in Egypt. Don't let that be what happened to all the days of my life. Rabbi the most precious thing in the world is time. Rabbi Galinsky once said the sharpest line. I really, I read it and I got goosebumps. He says, what do they say? You know, what do they say in America? He said, in America they say, time is money. He says, how twisted is it that the method we use to describe the most valuable thing that we have, which is time, is money. How twisted is that? Time is money. No, it's not. You know what the proof is? You know what the proof is? In mathematics, they used to say, if A equals B, then B equals A. If A equals B and B equals C, that's a different theorem, okay? But if A equals B, then B must equal A. That's true, right? So if time is money, then money must be also time. Go tell that to one guy who's dying in the hospital. Ask him for all the money in the world. Can he can't buy? Can he buy one second? Not even. He can't delay his death by one second. So money, my friends, cannot be time. Because time cannot be money. Rabotai, if that's true, then it's important for us to live not years of life. It is important for us to live days of life. To decide that this day, if I was born today, if I woke up today, what am I doing with this day, with these hours, with these minutes? There are WhatsApp groups going around that share more important things than uh, false you know, messages about the Mashiach. You know, I read a great line. It says, you know, you know all these, everybody always says Mashiach is coming. But he says, but not even an, a Mashiach Sheker has come. 
right? Not even a false Messiah has arrived, right? Messiah's not here. He hasn't come. We believe every day, right, that he's coming soon. He's coming tomorrow. Even though he, he tarries, he waits, I believe that he's coming tomorrow. But to decide, I know when he's coming. is the same way as saying that I know that I'm going to die on a certain day, right? You don't know when that's happening. So the only choice a person really has is to really live days. What if, what if today is the last day that I have? How do I want to live today? There are WhatsApp groups today that don't share you know, false claims of Mashiach, but rather that share eight minute to t- uh, seven minute reviews of Daf Yomi. Even if you're not gonna do the whole Daf Yomi, you don't have an hour. Eight minutes. Yeah, he flies through it. Are you gonna get everything? No. There's WhatsApp groups like the one that we're recording this morning, 15, 20 minutes of Torah every day. You know, I don't know if you have an hour to sit down with a chavruta or you're going to learn in kolel. Maybe not. But could you grab some minutes? You know, could you grab some minutes so that if we lived in Spain, we wouldn't be one of the younger people in the cemetery? You know, could, could you grab some more of that? That's at that stage, the only thing that you'll be able to call is all the hours and days and hopefully weeks, months and years that you invested in studying Torah with your children. Rabotai, do you learn Torah with your children? Do you want anything more that your kids should grow up to be good Jews? Well, how do you want to be good Jews if you're not teaching them Torah, if you're not learning with them, if you're not modeling that for them? How could it be that we say something every single day and we don't fulfill it? Whose podcast, whose words of Torah are in your ear when you're traveling? It's a pasuk. We say it every day. These are pasukim. These are in the Shema. We say it twice a day, morning and evening. You know, the least we could do is try and have uh, stay consistent with our, have our values and our prayers be consistent. May Hashem bless us, Be'ezat Hashem. Like we found with Abraham, he was zaken ba biyamim. He came to heaven with his days in his hand. He said, look, this is how I spent my Sundays. These are my Mondays. These are my Tuesdays. Could you wake up a little earlier? Could you go to sleep a little bit later? Could you have a sefer next to your desk reading something, whether it's Musar, Mishnayot, something easy on the parashah. It doesn't make a difference. It's all beautiful. May Hashem bless us, Be'ezat Hashem, to, lead, to live magnificent days. Et mispar yamecha amaleh, the days of your life I will fill our lives should be full and beautiful with this with words of Torah. Baruch Hashem, Amen, Amen.